You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked On Mets. I wanted to record this special emergency podcast because it was a big day on Saturday for the New York Mets as they finally got their guy, James McCann, signing the free agent catcher to a four-year deal worth just north of $40 million, and they hired a new GM. The first half of the show, just going to give you my initial reaction to the James McCann news that we've been discussing on this podcast for a week now, and then later on the second half, I'll give you my first impressions on the new GM, Jared Porter. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizeOnline.com. So as I just said, been talking about James McCann all week. This deal finally gets done. The Mets add a new starting catcher who is just a year removed from being an all-star in 2019, who was excellent in the shortened season this year, albeit in a limited role with his Monty Grindal coming in and the two catchers splitting time with the White Sox. When I look at this contract and this deal, I would say for now, in a vacuum, if you ask me to grade the signing, I would probably give it a C plus. But that's in a vacuum. That's just specifically this player on this contract, the money in the years. This has the room to be a much better deal, but I'm in wait-and-see mode because there's two things attached to this James McCann signing that need to resolve themselves before I can really grade what this contract means for the Mets. The first being, what do the Mets do now? Because the idea behind signing James McCann is the Mets felt it was a priority to add a starting catcher to replace Wilson Ramos. They get that in McCann. They get it cheaper than the JT Real Muto high-in-the-sky, front-line, incredible starting catcher that was out in the market that probably would have cost them maybe twice as much. And in doing so, now they have more money to spend this offseason. And then the Real Muto aspect is the second part of this. What does Real Muto actually get? Because right now, the team's linked to JT Real Muto. You're talking about the Blue Jays, who seem to be players this year in free agency whether that's going out for George Springer, JT Real Muto. They've been linked to a lot of guys the Mets have interest in. So what do the Blue Jays do? Do they get in on Real Muto and give him a big deal? Do the Yankees get in the bidding for Real Muto? Even after tendering Gary Sanchez a contract, do they want to upgrade defensively, sign Real Muto, and either move Sanchez to DH or try to just move him in a trade? The Angels were interested in James McCann. Are they going to now pivot? And try to sign Real Muto. And then finally you have the Phillies. Still lingering out there. Now reportedly. They wanted JT Real Muto. 
to shop through free agency because they thought that he might come back to them on a more team-friendly deal. Does that play out? Because my opinion on this situation was always not don't sign McCann, but be patient. Because this is a year where the market could get a little bit crazy and who knows what JT Real Muto will ultimately sign for because he is still the best catcher on this market. Still, when you look at the Mets, if they ultimately sign George Springer and they address their pitching further, then you can look at this offseason and this signing set the table for all that. It could be an A. It could be a great signing because it solves a need. You get a guy that's coming off some real improvement the last two years in McCann who has improved his pitch framing, who's heralded as a great leader, a guy who works with your pitching staff, a guy who caught a no-hitter this past year and was engaged throughout that whole process, a guy who has simplified his swing, gone back to his roots, which made him a second-round pick with the Tigers years ago, went back to that swing and has rediscovered himself and turned into a really good hitter the last two seasons. Is he that guy moving forward? Because if he is, at $10 million, it could turn out to be a steal of a contract, really, if he continues to perform at that level. Overall, if you really want to dig through the numbers, I did a whole week of shows on James McCann this past week. I talked about what I like about him, what I don't like about him. The bottom line and the thing that I always came back to, it was about being patient because I thought Real Muto was still a possibility if they waited this market out and if a lot of people were out there and no one was meeting Real Muto's demands, I thought there was always that opportunity for the Mets. But also, I was concerned about a catcher signing a four-year deal going into his age 31 season. And that's where the Mets are again with James McCann. A couple years ago, they signed Wilson Ramos, who's going into his age 31 season, to a two-year deal with the team option. Ramos broke down quickly in the second year of that contract. I think James McCann's a better athlete than Wilson Ramos, and Wilson Ramos certainly had a far more checkered injury history than James McCann going into that signing. So all of that is to say that this is not the exact same situation the Mets had when they signed Wilson Ramos, but it's a similar one where the Mets have decided that the number two guy in free agency at this position is the answer for them. Now, this is a new ownership. It's a new GM from then, and there's an entirely different vibe around the Mets this time around. So maybe James McCann is the guy who is going to work out for the Mets. The improvements he's made defensively, maybe those hold up. Maybe he continues to rake the way he has the last two years, and he could be a huge piece of the Mets lineup going into next season. I think for now, this was the right move for this team with their other lofty offseason goals. It's just up to this new front office with a new GM to accomplish those goals and round out this roster. I'm going to talk about that new GM, Jared Porter, in just a minute. When the sale of the Mets was made official and Sandy Alderson came in as the new president, the first order of business was to clean house in the front office and GM Brody Van Wagenen was let go. Since then, the Mets have been in a period of limbo where Alderson, with a tight-knit group around him, have been running the Mets offseason 
waiting to get the next guy in here who's going to run baseball operations. Alderson later agreed to take on a bigger role in baseball ops when they couldn't find a president of baseball operations, but they needed to hire a GM. Now we finally know who the next GM in the Mets is going to be, and it's not another agent turned executive. This time, the Mets are hiring a guy that's got a really good resume in baseball who has been working to get to this position for years, and that is Jared Porter. Porter really spent most of his baseball career working in the Red Sox front office, a guy who interned in the Cape Cod League and then ultimately went to the Red Sox in 2004, was part of all their World Series, ends up going to the Cubs to work under Theo Epstein and wins another one in 2016. So he has been part of four World Series champions. He is a guy that has worked with the top executives in the sport, whether it be Theo Epstein, Jed Hoyer. There was some rumors that Porter was a candidate to take Hoyer's former position as the GM of the Cubs as Hoyer was promoted to the president of baseball operations after Theo left. So clearly this is a guy who was a pretty hot commodity around baseball who was going to get an opportunity to be a GM. He was working with the Arizona Diamondbacks as their vice president and assistant GM. Now he gets an opportunity to be a GM and probably have a road to be the president of baseball operations in a couple of years if everything breaks right for him and the Mets. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth about this hire in the upcoming week of shows because I'm sure Porter's going to talk to the media. We'll get our first real impression of him and what he's planning on doing with the Mets. All of the things I've read so far have been glowing reviews of this guy, someone who has great leadership skills, great player development guy, someone who's good at scouting, checks all the boxes that you'd want a young, hungry executive, all that good stuff that I think makes him the perfect fit for the Mets. At the same time, I don't really know how to judge all of this, right? There is no scale that I can research that'll tell me if this guy, Porter, is a better fit than Billy Owens was coming from Oakland. I, I don't know how to grade them out. What I will say is the Mets finally had some resolution. I think that's the most important thing moving forward. They finally have someone in that seat. And it's also someone who gives this front office some different perspectives. Someone who has worked with the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, who can bring that knowledge to the Mets. Somebody who is going to give Sandy Alderson a younger viewpoint. Someone who has worked entirely in the age of analytics can bring some of that stuff to this new front office and who can really work side-by-side side with Alderson as they try to accomplish the rest of their off-season goals. At this point, I'm just going to defer to all of the positive reaction we're seeing towards this hire right now. It seems like anyone who's worked with Porter is speaking out about how great of a hire this is for the Mets, and I'm just going to trust that at this point. I'm looking forward to hearing him speak to the media and seeing his philosophies on baseball and how that's going to gel with this current regime and where they're planning on taking the Mets moving forward. But the bottom line right now is the Mets are in a very good position. They have the owner who is (laughs) everything Mets fans have ever hoped for. They have gotten rid of the 
cancer that was in the organization in Jeff Wilpon. They have turned the page from all of that. They have a guy in Sandy Alderson who is one of the most experienced executives in baseball at the top. They have a young and up-and-coming guy now in Porter who is going to maybe bring some creativity to the mix as the Mets try to fill out the rest of their roster. And Porter is getting a team with a ton of resources that's already made some very good moves that cannot really be not. While I have talked about some of the downsides on signing James McCann, the upside is clear. You now have a starting catcher. Tomas Nito, good backup catcher. So your backstop is set. You have offensive talent all across the board that can put up runs on the board. You maybe have to figure out center field. Maybe you want to upgrade at shortstop. There are certain things the Mets can still do. But you look right now, they have a bullpen that looks to be in pretty good shape after the Trevor May signing. They have a starting rotation that has welcomed Marcus Stroman back that seems to be in pretty good shape if they add at least one more arm. And they are angling right now to be the team that's going to go into next season as favorites in the NL East. I think they can get there. I think they've done everything right up to this point. And we'll just see how the whole picture comes together. But when you're looking at what other teams have done around baseball and where the Mets sit right now, still in the middle of December, I think they're well on their way to a very successful offseason. And it's going to be a very highly anticipated 2021 campaign for this new New York Mets team. And I'm sure fans are thrilled about it. Let's see what happens next. As always, thank you for listening. I will be back with the show on Monday, giving you continued reaction on the Porter hiring and where the Mets go from here now that they have James McCann locked up. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan, and follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnMets.